Welcome back to the Disney Plus or Minus podcast. I've said that word completely normally. Thank you very much. Congrats. Coming at you live in the middle of a Saturday, which we never do. I feel like it's always nighttime or morning time. You're right. It's like midday. It's weird. I don't know. It's a beautiful day outside. It's despite a beautiful me day outside. Not spending much time outside. Um, <laughs> it's gorgeous, though. I, I, the vibe is nice. It feels like summer vibes. And it just feels nice. It has just, you could feel it. My uh, my allergies have been off the fucking charts the past few weeks, and that's not a great vibe, but I can, I'll take that sacrifice, you know? Mm. Allergies are for weak individuals. That's as rude. I've always said. I know, but like, I can't <laughs> help it that the fucking pollen outside makes my eyes want to fall out of my head. I'm sorry. No, I know, and I'm sorry, and I hate that for you. And if I had allergies, I would be very sad. Um, <laughs> Very. But you're just stronger than I am. But I just, my, just my immune system works differently. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. I'm fine. Um, so what I was saying to Danielle right before we started recording is I was talking about a cry that I had and, and uh, I won't get into the details of it, but I said this movie, this movie and covering this movie will just make it all better. That was mostly sarcasm. <laughs> I but I think there are probably a lot of people out there who would have really enjoyed this movie. I it think has some so. things going for it. It's it's an interesting movie. It like it's the concept. Different. Yes, exactly. It is mm-hmm. it, the concept is different. It is it is not cookie cutter Disney Channel original not movie. Not at all. Um so yeah, I think that I thought that was fun. So I mean, without further ado, should we should we let them know what movie Please it is? Please tell us what we chose. The movie that Natalie chose this week, yes, actually, yes. Um, is Quince, uh, which you might know is you know uh, the children, five children. Um, the Disney <laughs> Plus tagline is the children. The children. Uh, Jamie is the center of attention until her mom gives birth to quintuplets. I have something to say here. Okay. Remember last week. Or two weeks ago or whenever it was when we covered go figure and it mm-hmm. said a girl uh-huh. and you said weird because sometimes they're specific here they were specific and they said jamie so yeah. why I, I i don't know i feel like more often than not they're specific so that's why it stood out to me so much when last time they just said a girl uh, mm-hmm. very strange i'd also like to point out that this is a very accurate representation of the movie i think exactly like it couldn't you have actually, boiled it down to a simpler sentence. <laughs> you don't really even need to watch it. You already know exactly the whole movie at this point. <laughs> Pretty much. It's very predictable, but like very much not. It's weird, yeah. you know? Yes, you're right. You're right. It's- okay, so initial release August 18th, 2000. Uh, the genres are shockingly coming of age. And did you know this is a comedy? I could. I could see that, I guess. Yeah, I could see why they categorized it yeah. as comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an hour and 23 minutes, and it had a 49% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think we've seen that exact score before. Probably. I'd, I'd mm-hmm. say that's an accurate read so far. That's how yeah. I feel. Um, All right, my pre-movies. Go for it. I said Kimberly J. Brown. Mm. Does it get better than that? I mean, Halloween Town, Halloween Town 2, Halloween Town 3? Please. 
Um, I actually strangely remember a lot of really specific details from this movie. When I saw the cover photo, I, I remember actually sitting in my living room watching it, which oh. this is one of the first that I can say that about. Wow. Um, I remember Jamie sitting in the nursery with all five babies, and I remember things were sort of extraordinary in her imagination. So, like, oh. I remember something with newscasters coming because the babies were going to be the face of diapers or toilet paper. I couldn't remember what specifically. Um regardless of all that though i said i'm excited to watch it again because it's definitely been a while i probably saw it in 2000 wow you remembered a lot and i would yeah. say accurate stuff yeah weird that's impressive stuff. huh um my pre-movie thoughts are not quite that um <laughs> basically i said there's a teenage girl she has five new brothers and sisters and that's all i've got um i i don't I feel like I've never watched this one in full. I think that's like I've seen parts, but I don't remember ever like actually sitting down and taking this one in fully. Maybe I did. I could not remember. Um, I said, I just predicted, you know, some things that might happen. I said, I'm sure maybe she <laughs> resents them a little at first and then gets into some hijinks, you know, and then eventually she learns to love all of her brothers and sisters. That's not quite what happens. Um, it's not. No. no but, um, but that would make sense. Right. Um, she, she actually very much enjoyed having them there so that she like wanted their yeah. presence which was really interesting um what this reminded me the most of and what i couldn't stop thinking about as when you presented initially the movie quince was that it reminded me of this toy that i had when i was a kid um that i i looked it up and actually it went by the name quince and it was five really tiny little baby dolls and they came all together in a little set and they just gave you like five of everything like they gave you five little baby bottles five little like rattles five little bonnets and there was just like five of everything and you just had these five little children and you played with them in their i don't know carriages and stuff uh, and that's what this movie reminded me of the most beforehand. Um, so I don't know if you know what those are or have seen them. Your face is looking like maybe I just triggered a memory for you. You triggered a different memory for Ooh, me. Ooh, okay. Do tell. So that just reminds me of this toy that I had that I didn't remember the name. But all I remember is it's a toy and it gave birth to an egg. Oh. So I just Googled. <laughs> Was it a wobble? It was. Okay, yes. wait, I have to tell you something about this, though. Please. So I Googled toy that gives birth to an egg, and Wub Loves came up immediately. Now, he, hold on a second, because I wanted it for so long, and my parents kept saying no because I had a million toys, and then finally we got it. We went to the Toys R Us down, you know, that way you know what I'm talking about. Toys yes, R Us. I, I got my Wub Love. I came home with it. I remember <laughs> leaning against my dad's bed with him as he helped me read the directions for it to give birth, and it gave birth to the egg. Now, here's my question. You had a Wub Love. I sure did. What, ha what, was, what was inside your egg? A tinier Wub Love. Mm. You know what was inside my egg? twins i got two i Are got twins and there was me? yes and i remember it was ah. it, like on the egg wrapped around it was a was a piece of tape and it said uh -huh. congratulations you've had twins and i remember That's thinking easy. i am the luckiest girl in the entire world oh. so now i'm gonna google love love twins and i'm gonna see how many of those there were i am baffled i did not know that that was a possibility mm-hmm mm-hmm holy shit I want twins. Fuck. Okay. All I can say is that there is an ad for a Wove Love. It says first gen purple Wove Love with twins. So it doesn't, oh. it, I mean, I know it exists because I remember it was the best day of but my like, life. But like, did it, did they um, advertise it like on packaging that it had twins or was it just like a, ooh, no, 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 no. Oh, it was you a know? surprise. Yeah. It was a surprise. 
That's I didn't even know. I didn't even know it was a possibility. I love that. What a what a treat. You know, you waited so long to get it, and then you have twins. I know. Wait a second, Danielle. I'm looking at a um an advertisement for it. And it has like all these different slogans on it. it. Says, "Pet us. We talk to you. We talk to each other. Our antenna grow. My baby hides inside mommy's pouch." And then there's one that says, "Will she have one baby or two? So oh, I guess it was. A thing. But you didn't know thing. that that one was yeah. a twins one. It's just I That's just got awesome. lucky. That's, I just got lucky. I love that for you so much. Yeah. And that should have been the moment that I knew I was a lucky individual. <laughs> right. Right. Because we've told. Yeah. You're just lucky that's i am i just am i don't know what to tell you that's amazing my Um, wolf love had twins congratulations i loved my wolf love so much they would make the weirdest noises didn't it remind you of a furby yes but it was cuter and less creepier than the furbies Mm. the furbies were like satanic beings you know i loved my furbies i loved mine too until i would like hide them under my bed and they would like talk in the middle of the night and i'd be like can you please not while i'm sleeping like this i would put them in the closet yeah i put them in the closet we still yeah. we literally so we're cleaning out literally the room that i'm in right now this is christina's old room we're cleaning it out actively and just the other day we were going through um drawers and, and cabinets and stuff and there was an entire box of they weren't like the the actual furbies they were like the furbies that you got from like either like mcdonald's or burger burger king or something and they were like this big they were like pretty still substantial for like a happy meal toy but there were like 10 of them and i was oh like okay God. this is too much i do not want to be surrounded by this many furbies right now it was very oh scary <laughs> too many too many you love to see it you do all, all right. right and with that trip down memory lane <laughs> let's here we go it. into the movie let's go so we start off right away kjb Kimberly J. Brown, obviously, talking right into the camera as we start. Yes. Something about quintuplets. Breaking that fourth wall, like, directly she, to camera. She broke the fourth wall so many times. So many times. Because she's just different like that. She doesn't follow the rules. Very, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just new. It was different. And she said, you see, this is my story. One of those girl finds herself even though she didn't know she was lost. Here, it was my exact comment on that. This is the definition of coming of age. Natalie, my exact comment was, is this a coming of age definition? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I wrote. But like, yeah, I, she gave it to us. I think she that's it. it for us. I love it. I, and, and, which, and, and then I, immediately I went back and checked the genres and said, great, coming of age. I feel like already two minutes into the movie, I can confirm this is a coming of age story. Yeah, I can Because she said too. it. She said so. So I really appreciated it. I loved it. So we meet her family. We go into the kitchen. Her dad is, his head is in books. We find out he's taking college classes to finish his degree. Love to see it. Um, But she calls her dad a, quote, bad student. And she Mm -hmm. calls mom, quote, scatterbrained. Yes. Um, Mom is a writer for some sort of journal or magazine or newspaper. The paper, yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, And then she's touring us around, right? Yeah. She's touring us around her house. There's the, she, very uh, explicitly points out the fridge that is what she calls a shrine to her to Jamie um, because she's at the moment the only child and their parents are just like very very focused on her um, and she's still just kind of it's 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 not like it's such a I don't know how to explain it because it's like documentary style in the way that she's like talking to the audience and describing the things happening around her but then she'll like immediately pivot and like be in the moment with her parents so like yeah, it was super weird yeah it's interesting and i don't know like what you call that type of i don't know film whatever but that's what she's doing she takes us out of the house and introduces us to her uh hometown which is milford 
and she, she pretends that the Statue of Liberty is in, in sight, and then like is like just kidding, just wanted to make sure you're paying attention. And I'm like, what? And then I thought to myself, ah, it's a comedy. Exactly. There's the there's the comedic effect. She does that so a, right million times, a million times. A million times. Yeah, she does that a whole bunch. She she tricks us. She plays little yeah. she plays little pranks on us. Make sure we're watching. Um, and then she brings us to high school, in which she describes high school as great. Initially, she's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, standard. I've got my best friends, Zoe and Brad. Sidebar about the best friends. Uh, I think you recognized where Zoe was from, I correct? Did. Um, she is the main character from The Color of Friendship, which we covered just a few episodes ago. But do you know where Brad is from, Natalie? I don't. Okay, I'll tell you where Brad is from. Brad is Jake Epstein, also known as Craig Manning on Degrassi. Classic. I <laughs> knew you were going to say Degrassi before you even opened your mouth. Can I tell you that I recently started rewatching Degrassi, The Next Generation, where... Wow. Yeah, and it has been the best time that show is so dramatic they start the first episode is literally about like a child predator like abducting one of the main characters it's so intense but it is so good and craig manning is a very dynamic character in that series and so just i loved to to see it i was so excited as soon as i saw that he was on screen and he's a such a baby version in this movie too Mm -hmm. it's so silly um by the way talk speaking of dramatic shows I'm watching Grey's Anatomy. Yes. Remember how you said that in season 11, something happens that that thing just happened? Oh, my God. So are you going to stop watching? <laughs> I don't think so now. <laughs> oh, okay. I told Natalie that after season 11, Grey's Anatomy doesn't exist to me anymore. Um, and that's well, what I, I said still was have like four the episodes. I still have four episodes left. So I feel like more is going to happen. Maybe it will make me want to stop. Got you. Yeah, I just, I finished out that season and the finale of that season just felt like a really good series finale. Personally, Mm. I was like, I can never watch this show again and be happy with how things ended. Um, And so I didn't. (laughs) So I'll I'll check back in with you after I finish season 11, how I feel. Let me know. All right. So, so we meet her friends, Zoe and Brad. We walk into school and the school is like a circus. Like there's people literally unicycles and (laughs) literally like breathing fire, but it's all her imagination. There is a really great green screen effect here. Oh my um, god! Literally, you can see the white outline around her body. Of I was gonna say, is it really great? I really, I said something about like Horrific. the CGI and her walking through this pause yeah. circus is not good. But um, she says that it's a quote contest year for her, and that she has to win the science fair, and she wants to go to George Washington the Science Magnet School next mm-hmm. year for high school. Um, and so she like wants to win all these contests this year. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And then she also mentions that she's an only child who hates to let her parents down. So she has a lot of pressure to do really well in all of these contests, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, So her and her friends get their report cards. They like do this cute thing where they open it together. Brad gets really great grades. I think that um, Jamie's are not fantastic. Yeah. Um, It's unclear, right? In this moment. Like, yeah, we don't get an actual explicit. I actually... I actually originally wrote a comment of, wow, they all get great grades, but then I realized that I just made that up because of how they reacted, but we don't yeah, know that. Exactly. Yeah. It was very unclear. Like, it was clear that Jamie got worse grades than, like, Brad, but wasn't sure how, like, later on mm-hmm. we get some clarification, but, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought I missed something in this moment, yeah. but. Yeah. So she goes to where her dad works in the hardware store, and she shows him her grades, and they basically have this conversation about how she's going to be the first one in her family to go to college and, like, so amazing. Yeah. I had a question here. 
isn't her dad literally taking college classes right now? Yeah, I, I think they meant like that's going to go to college like at 18 like, or whatever. Okay. All right, like out yeah. of high school, like a four-year yeah, college. Yeah, but you're right. Okay. But you're right. I was like, he's mm, going to college. You're literally doing that, dad, but okay. <laughs> um, so then after that, she goes to her mom's office um, to show her her grades and her mom's like on the phone trying to get her this internship because again, like her mom is, you know, all about Jamie because it's her only daughter. Um, and her mom kind of like brushes the report card aside. Like she yeah. doesn't really think much about it. And she's like, so how about that poem I'm going to publish in the newspaper uh, that you wrote? Um, and uh, so, you know, her mom doesn't seem to really care about the grades, but is no. definitely trying to like do stuff for Jamie. Yeah. And I, this is where I wrote, her parents seem like a lot, but like in a very sweet and very helpful way. Like they really just want what's best for Jamie. And obviously they're like a little overbearing, but it, it's all... I don't know. It's still like very positive in a way. Um, They're just Mm -hmm. really trying to help. So yeah, that's just like the vibe that you get right now. Um, And then we get a little bit of another conversation with uh, dad where he tells uh, Jamie that he used to do photography when he was younger and like he wished he had pursued it, but he gave it up because they have this plan, you know, like this plan of which I guess his plan was to work at the hardware store uh I don't really know what the plan was but like they always talk about the plan and that like he gave up something that he liked because he wanted to make sure that his family had like a good life whatever I don't know um and he has this conversation with her while she's in her room working on her science fair project and so when he walks out she like gets the project to work which is somehow like onions make a light bulb turn on Mm-hmm. Um, I never knew how any of that stuff worked, but Me neither the for potato them. battery stuff. Yeah, never, yeah. never made vegetables. The sad thing into is, in the next, yeah, exactly. The sad thing is, in the next scene, we find out she doesn't win the science fair. Brad does, but she's like happy for him, and her parents walk up and they literally brush that off too. Like they're, they're not really upset supportive. About it. Yeah, they're yeah. like, and and mom just goes, "Oh well, I found a great essay contest for you to enter." <laughs> yeah, great. So another contest, another weird task that she has to win uh which she probably won't which is sad um and then then jamie says a very important quote yeah i just want a few days where i'm not the center of their lives and then she says be careful what you wish for classic and uh some magical something in the air happens apparently that we don't really get insight into and the next scene we have uh Jamie coming into her house and like her parents are like uh we have something to tell you and her dad like kind of like really like mumbles like that his uh their mom is pregnant and Jamie's really excited she's like really stoked about it and then they're kind of like uh we're like really 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 (laughs) pregnant really Uh, (laughs) pregnant (laughs) they like really emphasize that and uh that's when I mean we've already learned this but she's like you know what's next we are pregnant with Quince and there's going to be five new babies Um, here's a question I have for you yes if close your eyes outside of this scenario you actually don't have to close your eyes for this okay Okay, actually closing your eyes does nothing (laughs) if someone said to you I'm really 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 pregnant would your first thought be they are pregnant with many babies or they are many months pregnant I would assume many months, I think. Yes. Same. Like, okay. really just checking. deep into it. Like, you're, mm-hmm. you know you're pregnant. <laughs> right. Like, I'm really pregnant, meaning, like, I've been pregnant it's for like a while now. It's, like, seven months. We're, we're getting to the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you were pregnant with five babies that are one week old, I wouldn't consider you really pregnant because they're still, like, microscopic eggs. Yeah. You're just, you're still just plain old pregnant. But I get the point. I get oh, the point. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. 
anyway, this launches us right into what is somewhat of a montage. Um, I wrote montage-ish. It's like a time lapse more so. Yes. Which, but yeah. Yes. And okay, I, I'm not going to tell you exactly what it is yet because this is where our pseudo map bust of the, epi- of the episode comes in already. Um, so Natalie, what time is it? Yeah. Wait, can I comment on this scene before? Oh, I see. Okay. Do the math bust and then I'll add my commentary. Okay. So it is time for math busters, question mark? Question mark. It's time for math busters. Okay. The reason that I say question mark and I'm so hesitant is because there isn't, there's like no math involved. Well, no, there's some math involved. Sorry. In this uh, math bust. But it's really just a more of like a case of pure logic um, and things making sense and math. not making sense. Yeah. And like time. So like time has to do with math. Um, and the reason I'm doing this is because in this montage slash time lapse, whatever, what they're showing us is over the course of nine months, we start in January and we go to September, um, which is essentially the entire length of the mom's pregnancy. We have a time lapse of them cleaning out a room and redecorating it for the quints. So my my question is, why did it take the Grovers nine months to clean and paint one room? So many comments about this. So many comments. So I'm going to walk us through like step by step of what they actually show us on screen and why it makes zero sense. To give you some like background for the room that we're in, um, I, I want to estimate the size of the room to see just, you know, I don't know how large it actually was. So um, I did this based off two pretty large assumptions. The first assumption that I make is the width of the door that we see. So there's a door that goes into this room. Um, I actually went around and measured some of my own doors, which all vary in size. So I estimated that this door was like two and a half feet wide. I think it's just like a normal size. Uh, It's like what? I don't know, like 30 inches, maybe 32 inches wide, something like that. Um, And then I also estimated the height of the mom. I did try to find the actress's height through the internet but they didn't have it which is really strange i guess she's not that big That's of an actress yeah, yeah. I so. so i estimated she was like a little over like she's probably like five and a half feet tall like five foot six maybe ish five foot seven i don't know she's like on the average height side um so i use that assumption as well and based on these two two assumptions i then like scaled up uh to the room to see how big the room was so i measured roughly six of these door widths um, across one wall of the room, so making the room about 15 feet long, which makes sense because um, the door was about two and a half feet, so two and a half times six would give us 15. So one width, uh, one length of the room is 15 feet. And then I also saw that if the mom laid across the floor the other way, that she'd fit about like two and a half times, making the width of the room about 12 feet. And when you like look up bedroom sizes and things, uh, 15 by 12 is actually like a common bedroom size. So wow. I felt comfortable with that assumption. So imagine you have a 15 by 12 foot bedroom, not super huge, not super small, definitely can do a lot of stuff. Um, but let me just tell you the layout of what this room started as. In the room, we have five big pieces of furniture. There's a dresser, there's a bookshelf, there's like a big chair, and then there's two tables. So there's not like that much stuff going on here. That's like all, there's not a big bed, there's not like a big uh, like entertainment system or giant closet or anything. There's just like these five pieces of furniture. And then amongst those, we have a myriad of boxes and scattered items, which upon looking at this room initially, this room could be cleared out in like a couple hours with three people moving things. Like... Is that an accurate read that based on how oh, full yeah. this room oh, yeah. is? Like, 
less than a day, you could empty this room of all these things. Um, that's not what happens. So we start in January, right? And by the time we get to February, a whole month has gone by. Like they're just basically changing the month at the bottom of the screen this whole time. Um, a whole month has gone by and all they've done is removed like the small boxes from the rooms and are like have started to remove one table. So it took them a month to clean out all of these like maybe like 10 boxes of things and one table. Um, all, already my mom would hate the rate at which they're cleaning this room. Um, it would never work for her. Uh, in March, they brought the tables back in that they removed in the last month, um, but they're now standing up instead of laying down like a normal table would. I don't know. Um, the big chair has left though, so that's an improvement. We've moved the chair out of the room. April, they start to roll up the rug that was on the floor, so that's good. There's very few items left in the room, and by the end of April, the room is finally clear of furniture. So it, it's April now. We started in January, and the room is finally clean. Very proud of them. Took four months. Uh, now it's May. They brought in paints. They bring in paints. They put like a floor cover down, and that's all that happens in May. They just simply oh, purchased the paint and brought it into the room. Uh, finally, in June, they start to paint, which is really exciting. Um, they, they, I see no use of painter's tape anywhere, so they don't give a fuck about their moldings. They are just mm -hmm. painting. There's yellow paint going on this like teal wall. They just don't care. So that's in June. They're doing some painting, which again, I've like painted rooms in the matter of like a day and it takes them a whole month. Um, July, we finally see the room. It is entirely yellow, which is the, the color they chose for this baby's room. And we're starting to bring in some furniture. Very, very good. Uh, a changing table. We get two of like the two original tables that were there in the beginning. They're back in and we bring in two like bassinet type things, which I was like, okay, you have five children, but two bassinets. You'll probably need more than that. Um, <laughs> August. Yeah, right? Even more than that. Uh, August, there's more furniture and there's some decorations, but all they do is just move around the two bassinets that were already in there. They don't add any in the month of August. So I don't know, maybe they were like on back order or something for the hmm. other ones. Who knows? And then finally, uh, we get September. We get the other three bassinets and there's no other additional furniture at the end of September, quote unquote, besides the two original tables and the five bassinets. And like they end their time-lapse montage. Then finally, we like change the scene and it's the same room and like we get like a, what I called a non-dated look. They don't tell us like what month it is. It's still September, I assume, because she hasn't had the babies yet. Um, but we get the final product in which there's only been the addition of a couple more changing tables, uh, a couple real bassinets, a chair, and a few dressers and side tables. So my question was, what the fuck were they doing? This is not how like a home renovation works. It took them literally nine months to remove a few items from a room paint it and then put a lot of those same items back in with the addition of like <laughs> some beds uh for the babies and i again not quite a math bust but just like this makes no sense to me <laughs> this timeline has been busted yeah right so like here this... was i agree with everything you're saying here was my question about this scene all three of them were shown in this time lapse doing stuff mm -hmm. including mom and mom looked exactly the same every Ooh. month. If you were pregnant with five babies, you would yes. be so large, so fast. You yes. would be noticeable in the time lapse. It yes. was not noticeable through August. So that was my question. How did mom not get any bigger? That is a brilliant question, especially because when we do see mom, like right before she's about to give birth, like she's ve very pregnant. She's really she's very pregnant. pregnant. You can see she's like huge. She's got five babies in there. You're so right. 
that's a math lesson itself. Like, why didn't she? I know, but I don't even know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. But just like makes sense, you know? The thing I realized really quickly because I did some research later is that there actually have not been that many cases of quintuplets. Wow. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll get to that when I get to that. Cool. But um, it's actually coming up very soon. But so there was, there's not enough info for me to have figured out like how large somebody gets. Makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I just, um, that upset me. <laughs> right. But so then all of a sudden, right, mom is huge and she's having contractions. Um, and even with mom yelling in pain, Jamie is trying to show what I assume is the next report card that yes. for some reason she's getting in September. Right. Makes um, no sense. <laughs> But okay. Um, and I'm like, read the room, Jamie. Your mom is having contractions. Stop trying to shove your report card in her face. Um, and it's absolute chaos. Like they all try to leave the house to go to the hospital, but like dad runs back in the house because he forgot something. And then they almost leave without Jamie and they like pull yeah. away, but then he stops and she gets in the car and it's just absolute <laughs> chaos. It's madness. Um, so they arrive to the hospital and Zoe and Brad are hanging out here. Apparently they're yeah. allowed in the hospital to wait. Um, clearly not COVID times where you can have like I a million people. I was just going to say. <laughs> it's right. so different. And then we slowly, one by one, dad comes out and announces each new baby that has come out. Um, so we start with Adam and then we get Becky and then Charlie and then Debbie and then Eddie. Obviously the names there, they all are A, B, C, D, E, which is honestly, I think really smart because really easy to label things to keep track of them. Yeah. Good call on their part for that. That's actually true. And there's another couple in the waiting room who's like watching basically in horror as the dad continues to come out kid after kid after kid. Like that's a lot of kids. And they, um, they give him like a, a toy at the end. They're like, you're going to need this. And like, maybe this, and they give him like, I don't know, like aspirin probably. Um, and they're, I don't know, the dad and uh, Jamie are super excited and they're like, it, this is, a, it's amazing, blah, blah, blah. And they say, it's more than amazing. It's quince. And I'm like, hmm. Is that how that works? Yeah, is that a catchphrase now? <laughs> I guess so. Um, the next scene, we find out that these are the first ever quintuplets in the state, in the yeah. entire state. I don't know what state it is, but it's the first ones. They're famous. This is where I did my research because I was like, mm. I thought maybe this could be a math bus, something I about. See. But um, interestingly, there are only 22 reported cases of quintuplets in the world. Whoa. But these are reported cases where all five survived. Oh, okay. That makes so sense. there were a lot more cases where they were pregnant and one died or all of them yeah. died or something. But 22 only in the world where they yeah. all lived. Since um, like the beginning of time. Like since the beginning, beginning of time. Of, like, recorded. Yeah. Wow. Since the beginning of time. That's not um, a lot. The, the most recent was 2015 in Texas. Oh, wow. Um, and that was actually the first all-female quintuplets in the United States. Interesting. Yeah, so they have a Wikipedia page with all 22 and uh, information about them. I'll deep dive super on that cool. later. Yeah, it was super <laughs> fun to read through. So we, we go home. We have all the babies in that room that we spent nine months decorating. <laughs> They're all crying. And it's like an assembly line of, like, changing them. And clearly, like, mom, dad, and Jamie are just in over their head. Yeah, they're very stressed. They like already need more diapers. They ask to get earplugs. Like they're begging to like be the one that that leaves the house to go get diapers, basically. Um, and they just they need help. And at some point, finally, we get to a point where they're all asleep, but it's like two a.m. So not looking super good on that front. They're they're struggling a little bit. Right, but mom, dad, and Jamie like let out like a huge sigh of relief. Mm -hmm. And then Jamie turns to the camera and she's like, remember, though, this is my story, not theirs. <laughs> okay, um, Jamie. Like, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, and she goes, I slept for hours. Okay. Less than an hour. 
Yeah. Um, yikes for a kid. Kids need that to sleep. That is yikes. That's not a good setup. Yeah, she needs to sleep, but rough. Her, it, um, her room's very close to the baby's room. <laughs> also, there's like a weird timeline now, but then we're at school and um, someone makes a joke. And can you please explain it to me? The joke was, what should Jamie do now that she has five brothers and sisters? And someone says, make pancakes. What? Yeah. I don't get it. I didn't get it either. I think um, it's the art teacher that made this joke, who okay. throughout this entire movie, I do not know his name, and I refer to him as the art teacher. Same. Um, <laughs> and basic. Uh, he's really a strange character throughout this entire thing. Strange man. Strange man. Um, yeah, I don't know. His initial reaction is make pancakes, and then he's like, no, join, join the art club, which how is that also a follow-up? I don't right. know. But anyway, she's like, no, nah, I'm not joining art club, like... I'm no, doing that. that's not going to get me into the GW school that I want to go to. Yes. Whatever. And then that's when he asks her something about like, you know, where is your heart? Like, is your heart with science? Because she's like super focused on science and the science fair. And she doesn't necessarily answer yes to that. Like, so she's, he says, when you can answer that question, you'll know what to do, which like, mm-hmm. that's some good guidance, you know, like mm-hmm. clearly she's focusing so much on science because that's what her parents pressured her to do. Um, but she has to figure out, you know, what makes her happy. And she doesn't know that yet. And then right. we go back to the, the the quince with the parents, and they are labeling each of their children with potential jobs that they could have in the future, which is strange to me for a myriad of reasons. One, they they have like cutouts of like jobs like lawyer and like computer scientists, like on pieces of paper that they're then clipping to the bassinets that their children are in. And I don't know, I. Clearly, this is meant to emphasize the parents' like uh, focus on their futures and what they're going to turn out to be and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and the mom's like, don't worry. like You don't have to be successful anymore. Like The Quints will do that now. And then Jamie turns to the camera and she goes, if you believe that, then you have to stay after and clean the blackboards. <laughs> because like, we're okay. taking some sort of lesson school that Jamie is teaching us. It's- yeah. So this was like another thing in her imagination that like, I don't know, the Quints are taking over or something. So weird. Um, so next scene, we find out the family hired a nurse, a nanny. I don't know what to call her. Nanny? Yeah, they literally called her a baby nurse at some point. Okay. So a, <laughs> a, a nanny. And a nanny. Yeah. And her name is Fiona. And she's basically there to help take care of the babies. Um, and at the time when she shows up, Zoe was in the room with Jamie helping out. Um, and Fiona's like basically kicks Jamie or kicks Zoe out yeah and I was like wait she was just trying to help like why would you kick her out aren't more hands um, better like and then she goes and you number six referring to Jamie now so shouldn't rude. Jamie be number one yes she should be technically she is baby quote-unquote number one yeah because that annoyed me yep but Fiona makes a schedule for the babies and she seems to know what's up like she's changing them she's feeding them she's teaching mom what to do she's teaching Jamie what to do um and Jamie goes this was the first odd way that Fiona helped me. Um, mm-hmm. And that was in reference to she didn't want to go home. Yes. To help Fiona. Yeah. So she stayed late at school and joined art club. Yes. So because she like didn't like the way Fiona ran things almost like a boot camp. Yeah. She didn't want to go home. She wanted to join art club. And so therefore Fiona somehow helped her. Exactly. Um, so yeah. So she joined art club and she is sitting there with uh zoe and she doesn't know what to do she's like i you know i'm not artistic i'm not creative and this is another weird like one-off from the teacher where he says when you don't know what to do do something you don't know how to do sure 
Um, so she starts to just like play around with art. Um, and that's, I think, all we really get there. Uh, and then we get back to the the house and Fiona and the mom are like kind of clashing because the mom is in... Struggling. Oh, yeah. The mom's like not following the schedule. They're, they they spilled milk on one of the babies. And Fiona's like trying really hard to... She like knows exactly when they're going to like poop and when they're going to cry and all this stuff. So she's trying to get them on the same schedule. But the mom's like, I, I can't do that. Like that's too much to handle. Um, So it's it's a lot basically and they also say that not only are they having like these types of problems they're having money problems so um because having Fiona around all the time is super expensive the dad's working doubles and he's worried about sending now six kids to college instead of one but then she says but i use the family problems to my advantage do you like my um my impression of her voice in these asides i do i love it and i would love for you to keep doing it yes um, so basically we find out in the next scene that the family can't afford to pay Fiona anymore. Um, my question is, if quints are so rare and they're the first ones in the state, this is the exact type of thing that just like the community would flood them with money and supplies and stuff. like And like help them, right? Right. Like there's no way that they would have to be doing this on their own. They just had the first quince in the state like they should have their own television show by now, let alone not be able to afford a like nanny. Like the Duggars, you know, like right. that type of vibe. You would think. That's so oh, tr- that's what I meant to add in. I'm sorry. I thought I said it. The um, the quintuplets that were born in Texas in 2015, I believe, have a TV show now. Oh, amazing! Yeah, exactly. That's what the that's what the Grovers needed. They it makes sense. TLC ate that. Yeah, up, it's I'm called sure. Outdaughtered. <laughs> that's kind of funny because <laughs> they were the first that's, five. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah, so they have Love the that. five girl quintuplets, and then they have another little girl. That's cute. Oh my god! Wow. That's so they have five, and then another. So they have a number six as all as well. Yeah, they're outdoor. Out. Ooh. Outdoored. <laughs> I don't like how that. Came okay, out. Natalie, where are you from? I don't again? like that. <laughs> Strike that from the record. <laughs> nope, that one's staying in. Oh my god, that was like Jersey. That was, severe. That was deep. Ooh. Ooh. Yikes! Yikes! Forget that happened. They are really outdaughtered beautiful um but yeah so they are just overwhelmed and uh at some point sorry jamie goes in and uh, hangs up a picture that she drew for the babies or whatever or painted uh in their room and for some reason i don't know what really sparked this conversation but basically uh Jamie asks this question to Fiona and she goes, you know, how do you know what's best for them? And she says that this is the second way that Fiona helped her. I don't know what this leads to. What did nope. she do? This is, she said this is the second way. Um, no clue. I don't know. But she does then go down to her parents and, quote, carefully tells them she joined art club, like as if she thinks mm-hmm. they're not going to prove or something. I don't understand. Um, yeah. But she, like, tells them and they're so in whatever else is going on that they barely listen yeah and cut to her eating dinner alone and she's like i love my freedom and she's eating a piece of chocolate cake on top of lasagna which my question is like i get that oh you have freedom like maybe you'd eat cake for dinner but why do you have to put the cake on top of the lasagna you don't that's disgusting yeah you could even if they're on the same plate like don't make them touch please yeah like that's please? don't make them touch it's disgusting no. get one that. of those plates with the dividers because that's the little sections yeah yeah please. You have five babies in the house. You're going to have section plates. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I think I know the Fiona thing because I wrote something else. I said, she says Fiona made her think and that her life didn't change as much as she thought. 
she said some parts hadn't changed at all. Mm. I don't know if that has what to do with parts what didn't change. <laughs> that she's still her. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's valid. Sure. Because um, then dad goes on to say that he's still sticking to the plan um, and he's studying and so should she. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. Okay. Um, and then we get a hysterical scene. Hysterical. Which is Fiona runs downstairs and she's like, I can't do this oh anymore. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> she she's leaves. Like, she's out. And but then she, she's like, and I can't find the fifth baby. So she takes one, she has one baby strapped to her front in like a Bjorn basically. And she like takes it out. And then she's about to walk out the door and Jamie's like, wait. And she has another baby strapped to her back. And she's like, oh, number four. A mess. That's where it's you were. Which like rude that she's calling these babies by their numbers and not their names. Also, yeah. That she like has their numbers remembered. Yeah. Like if you can remember that they're number four, you can remember that they're Debbie, you know? Right. Just exactly. a thought whatever um and dad's like all right we're not gonna panic we're not gonna panic and mom's like how are we not gonna panic we can't afford a sitter no one will volunteer which honestly i'm sure a million people would have volunteered if right? you just asked which like bold um, to like just have random volunteers right. in your house but... i know i know but still but it's possible and jamie's like i'll take care of the kids and my first thought was how could they possibly say yes to that but then we cut to a scene which was the scene that i remembered which is her mm. in the room calmly taking care of all the babies and then I quickly realized that this scene is just her imagination. Yes. Because then she starts growing extra arms. Arms. What's wrong with my mouth today? <laughs> I don't know. Um, she starts um, growing extra arms. She starts being like Miss uh, Elastic. What's her name from The Incredibles? Elastigirl. Elastigirl. <laughs> and like being able to reach like the bottle and the bassinet and whatever. It is um, very so, creepy. I yeah. don't like it. <laughs> So it's just her imagination. Her parents did not agree to her taking care of all five babies. Yeah. And once she got out of that like daydream, she kind of also realized like, e yeah, I can't really do that either. Um, so she offers up some of her allowance. She's like, you know, I don't need it. Like you can put that towards the diaper fund. Um, and then I'm pretty sure like as she's saying that they got a knock at the door. Mm -hmm. um, and they open the door to a man named Albert Leslie. And he says, I give you money and free gifts. That's, that's what the gist that I got from this man. Um, yep, that's literally what he said. And you see like behind him, there's a giant truck and people are just offloading big boxes of what appear to be cutie pants diapers. Um, right. So they're just like really confused. They're like, who is this man? What is happening on our lawn? He comes in and like looks at the the kids and one of the one of the babies pees on him, which is so that happens right after she says, We didn't know much about dear old Al, but at least the siblings took to him right away, cut to a baby <laughs> peeing on him. <laughs> it is a comedy. It's a comedy. I'll give it um, and then Albert like turns to her and he's like, Listen, like it's gonna be all about the babies now. And she's like, lit, I'm out. Yes. Um, he, he claims that the babies are quote unquote marketable uh, because they're the first quince in the state. Similar to how we said before, you know, like, why don't they already have mm -hmm. an influx of support and like a TV show already? And that's basically what Al was trying to do. He was like, these babies are special. We're going to make some money off of they them. They are going to be the face of Cutie Pants Diapers. Hell yeah. So they signed a contract with Cutie Pants Diapers and Jamie's super stoked because she has more time to do the things that she likes. And right now, the thing that she really likes is art and she's good at it. So she's super excited excited and she's like oh my god do i have a new plan what's going on the art teacher in the next scene tells her to draw portraits because he says she's quote an observer and that he believes in her and she decides that she wants to draw portraits of the babies yeah which is really yeah. cute she just sits by their little bassinets and draws their little round faces <laughs> yeah but then she 
gets home and she walks into the nursery and there's a huge camera in there ready to film a commercial with the babies for and uh, for a newspaper. Sorry. I thought it was a commercial. It's for a newspaper. Mm. Um, and when they're taking the photo or filming with the camera, whatever exactly it is they're doing, Albert like stands in front of Jamie to like fully cover her. Yeah. She cannot be a part of it. She's so she is not. It is out. just the quince. There is not another child in this family. That's bad for marketing, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then Albert explains to the parents, he's like, listen, we only have a he- a year, maybe two of their fame. Like we need to, you know, exploit them for all they're worth now, basically yeah. in different words. Um, yeah. And then and the babies just basically start becoming really famous in like newspapers and stuff, but no sign of Jamie in any of the photos. No. And Jamie is a little, she's not uh, annoyed by the fact that she's not a part of it at this point. She's annoyed by the fact that the quints are being treated as a unit, she says, not individuals. Um, And so she, I believe she expresses that to her teacher. Yeah, the art teacher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he says that he should, she should talk to her parents about it. Um, But she's also worried about what they if she basically she's like if I have sit down and have a real conversation with them they're gonna figure out like what I've been doing like that I've been doing art instead of science and you know so uh, she's like scared to talk to her parents about anything because uh, her life might come out I guess I don't know right um so we cut to her in the nursery with her parents and Becky is crying and the parents are like oh maybe you know she'll just be quiet and Jamie's like, no, she won't stop. That's her hold me cry. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, she knows them so knows. well. So then, like, dad goes over, but he actually picks up the wrong baby. Um, and then turns out that Jamie ended up putting the babies in the wrong crib. Um, she mixed them all up. So dad went to the bassinet that said Becky, but he had switched it so it wasn't actually Becky. Um, and she wanted to see if mom and dad could put them back. Yeah, so they kind of go through all the babies and they each have these like little quirks about them, whether it's um, like dimples or like Adam's just like the biggest one. He's large. Um, I didn't write down the other things, but they each I have like either. something. They're like, oh, I know that's Debbie. So like they figure it out, um, right. you know, but it, she, you know, just wanted to test them. And she says, you know, you have five babies, not just one set of quints. And in this moment, the mom just kind of like brushes that point off she's just like oh whatever like we figured it out um but i think i don't know she left them with something to think about i think because they don't really get into that right now yeah i think that dad does think about it because then he goes into her bedroom later and he's like listen like you know based on what happened today like i'm gonna try harder like i remember when you were first born blah 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 um and we you know we know that her quote plan is training and training oh my god her plan is changing and she wants to let her parents in on it so she says um i'm not doing the science fair this year she she tells her dad in that moment um and then i guess she tells her mom too she ends up telling both of them i guess so yeah i just wrote like jamie letting her parents in on her life question mark. yeah she says <laughs> quote when she turns to the camera, she says, quote, mom doesn't seem to care that I don't win a blue ribbon. I like that attitude. <laughs> so weird. So weird. Um, even the dad kind of starts changing. It's weird. He starts changing his actions in that he is more involved in the Quince life, but the Quince life is all this like marketing and campaigning stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's like working less and focusing less on the plan, but he also is still just like exploiting his children for. Right. So, for you know, mom can- and dad are so <laughs> basically 
invested in what's happening with the marketing stuff that we get a scene where we have Jamie's parent teacher conferences and her parents don't show up and she's actually very upset. Yeah. Um, And she actually gets so snarky with her parents about it. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a weird thing that happens here when like she's at parent teacher conferences, still waiting for her parents where she's talking to Brad and Brad's like, there's like a theme throughout the whole thing where like Brad's parents aren't there but, like, we never get an explanation for what the fuck happened to Brad's parents or, like, why right. they don't care. Because he says, uh, these grades are for you. Where would I be if I did it for my folks? And then I said, yeah, like, where are Brad's parents and why don't right. they care? It's very strange. Um, but whatever. Then, and then this is when Jamie is pissed off and she goes and she yells at her parents for missing parent-teacher conferences. Um, and it's just, you know, it's sad because dad's like, oh, I had to work overtime. And uh, the mom was worried about the, the Quince had like a national campaign the next day. So they had to worry about that. And then she offers Jamie a spot in the next commercial. And I immediately thought, that's not what she wants. This isn't the solution right. to this problem. But lo and behold, it works. <laughs> like She's like, of- okay, like yeah. we're going to have a new start for the family. Um, so cut to the day of filming the commercial and Jamie's like in the costume truck and she won't come out and she's like, I'm not doing this. And then they like open the back of the truck and she's in this ridiculous diaper costume. It's huge and Um, embarrassing. And she's like, I'm not doing this. I wouldn't either. Um, yeah. Albert tries to convince her that they really need to keep pushing for the quince and she needs to do this for them. He goes, it's not the time for any of us to be selfish. And then she Um, says... Sometimes when someone tells you to not be selfish, it's because they are selfish. Mm. I liked that line. <laughs> it's called projecting. <laughs> yes. Yes. I loved it. I didn't love the projecting. I love that she recognized it. Right. Um, the next scene, they are at something with art class. So they're in school. Yeah. And she's with Brad. And one quote he says to her, which I wrote down, is he says... I would give every blue ribbon I've ever gotten for one look your mom gives you when you walk through the door after school. Like, oh my God, that's so sad. So sad. And again, what are, what are Brad's parents doing? Why don't they care about him? Um, yeah, I don't know. Jamie's like obviously complaining about how she's invisible. And he's like, well, isn't that what you wanted? And she's like, yeah, but obviously that was wrong. Um, and then he he says that line about, you know, wishing that his parents looked at him like uh, Jamie's do. And then he said, you know, uh, make them pay attention to you. Don't let anyone take you for granted. Like, you know that they care. So just like, you know, make them remember that basically. So it's kind of weird. Like he's being supportive, but also like, I wish that was me. Like, I don't know. Um, So then the art teacher tells her that he wants to put her work in the main exhibit of the art show. She's so excited. She goes home. She tells her parents and her mom says, and that's good. And her dad says, what's your point? And then we find out, oh, this is one of her other jokes. Just a joke. <laughs> Just playing a trick on us. They're actually hyped for her, obviously. Yes. Um, but, like, okay, this is when I start to be like, but, like, why are they including all of these weird things? So, like, I you, know. I bet you didn't think this happened. Like, it's just such a weird. Gotcha. Yeah, right. it's such a weird thing uh, throughout the entire movie. I don't know. But um, even Albert's there, and it, which I'm like, why is Albert always just, like, around their house drinking their coffee? Um, but he says, like, congratulations. And then, like, five seconds later, um, we get a either a call from Albert or Albert actually shows up himself. And he says that the governor has a Parents of the Year gala dinner, and he has named 
uh, the Grovers as parents of the year. And they, they show us the um, invitation and you can tell that it says Saturday night, which is the same night as the art show. And like, you know, classic Disney trope, classic two important things on the same day. Um, but the parents don't say anything about that. They're just super excited to be recognized. They're like, oh my God, it's gonna be so great. Um, and they pay no mind to when it is or the fact that it's on the same day as the art show. So once the parents go upstairs and um, they're away, Jamie looks at the invitation, sees that it's Saturday and just starts hysterically crying and freaking so out. Um, it is really sad and I felt really bad. So then she goes straight to school and she just starts taking all of her art out of her little art folder and starts ripping all of it up, which I was oh, that one, that hurt. I know she's just tearing up all her art and like crying to her friends about it. And she just says, no matter what I do, it's never going to be enough, like, to her, about her parents. So sad. Um, so sad. Um, and, you know, it's just an interesting moment because, obviously, all this time she said she wanted a little bit of freedom and she didn't want all their attention. But, of course, that's not what she really wants. Yeah. It's coming of age. It's coming of age. She's coming of age. She, she didn't even realize she was lost. Uh, <laughs> so she's, like, very dead set against not going to the art show at all, even though they say they're still gonna, like, put her stuff on display, but she doesn't care. Um, we get another report card reading. They do their cute yes. little, like, we want A's all together, and this is when we get, like, a little bit more insight into what Jamie's grades were originally, mm -hmm. because they say, wow, Jamie, you have uh, an A, and she's like, oh, it's an art. They're like, still, it's an A. They're like, and the rest are all B's. You have no C's, which means that she was getting C's at some right. point, obviously. Um, and then we're in class i think and then uh the teacher comes to the door and jamie gets pulled out of class for something which like he says everything's okay but like you have to come with me um which you know you never like to get pulled out of class in, a, in an right. emergency situation like that and this is the art teacher by the way always the art teacher and so he ends up driving her to the hospital in one of those volkswagen yellow buses yes. loved it very interesting. Um, and we find out when she shows up to the hospital that one of the babies, Adam, is in the hospital with a fever or something that like mm -hmm. wouldn't break. Um, and she's in like the hallway with her parents basically. And they're like, he's going to be okay. It's just a fever. Um, and she just starts kind of like crying to them. And she's like, I'm scared that things are ruined with us. Um, and they say they're always going to be there for her and um, that they really took what she said about individual babies and not a unit to heart. Um, and she says, I'm not sure I want the same things you want from me. I want to find my own way. I don't want to follow your plan, Dad. I want my own. And he says, you know, we only want what's best for you. Like a very full house style heart to heart. Oh, yeah. Soft classical music to set the mood. <laughs> it's, it's full house. It is. Um, and I don't know if this is in that moment, but or if she's just like saying this to herself, but that she like found art and it makes her happy and she's super stoked about that. And she does. She says, can working hard at art be enough? And they're like, of course it can. It's we just want you enough. to be happy. Yes, yes. Um, and then I think, oh, there you go. Albert comes in at this point. Yes, We're Albert still in the hospital. Up. Albert comes in. He's basically like, what's the status? Like, how long is Adam going to be out for? And they're like, at least a week, maybe two, you know? And he's just like, oh, no, that's not going to work. We need to find a replacement baby. He talks about finding a baby that looks like Adam to, like, put him in, like, photo shoots and stuff while Adam's recovering. And they're just like, a absolutely not. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, even Jamie says, like, oh, yeah, I'll go tell his doctors. Like, he has a photo shoot he has to go to, you know? like. So so then Jamie says, 
it's okay, Albert. I'll sit in for um, (laughs) Adam. And he says, it's about the quince and you can't be part of the picture. And dad says, you can't be part of the picture. He's fired by Felicia. He's out. Albert is done. You don't talk to Jamie like that. Yes, I loved it. And he... I think he even tries to like plead with them a little bit and he's just like, no, like, please leave. Like, we don't want They're you They're like, here. get out, Albert. Yeah. Get out. Um, and then this was a confusing moment for me. She said, after that, I never mentioned the art show to my parents again. I decided that helping my parents was more important. And I said, I disagree. Why you just like let your parents uh, forget about like your biggest accomplishment? Like, and they didn't even recognize that they forgot about it. And you're just going to let that slide. Like, I know that there's other things at play here, but I don't know. Yeah, I didn't I know. like that attitude. And I was like, that's kind of diminishing for yourself. Um, Anyhow, so her parents show up to the governor dinner and the governor's like, um, where are the quints? And they're like, at home. And then we find out that actually on the invitation, it said like you and the Quints mm-hmm. are invited. And so this whole event was supposed to be a photo op for the governor to have the Quints there. They didn't bring them. Um, but Jamie, who is at the house, I think she sees the invitation. Yes. Coincidentally and realizes it says and the Quints. So her and her two friends, Zoe and Brad, decide they're going to bring the babies over. So this is going to be a whole extravaganza. It's a whole thing. Um, so they get in the van with the teacher and the van breaks down. So then Jamie and two friends decide to carry five babies on a city bus. <laughs> we flash over to the governor who's like, where are they? This is taking so long. He's so angry. Um, then they get on a train with the babies and then some mean men show up. But turns out the mean <laughs> men actually are going to help them. And it's just like a whole thing. And then anyway, they arrive with the babies. My question was, they arrive with the babies. like the, the, So the men that they ran into on the train, like the biker gang basically, come in holding the babies. And I'm like, why, why did they need them? I, right to take them like if they would have shown them like on motorcycles or something like from the train to True, the gala them to carry that them they got them onto the train yeah like they totally all right. it made no i was like literally what was the purpose of the biker gang but like okay whatever um so the parents are super excited that the babies are there the governor's super excited he's like oh see i told you it was gonna work out all along he you know clearly fake because he was freaking the fuck out um and they invite jamie to join them at dinner and she's like, uh, no, I think I'm okay. And they're like, okay, we could just have the drive, driver drive you home or, you know, we could take you anywhere instead. Um, so we cut to a scene of them getting driven to an ice cream shop. And she's like, yep, just went to an ice cream shop. Nothing more important happening here. Haha, it's a joke, obviously, because there is a more important thing happening, which is the art show. Um, so they, the driver drives, uh, Jamie and her friends to the art show. They just like run out basically. And like, they don't really tell the parents where they're going. Um, and yeah, they show up at the art show. The teacher's like confused how they got there so quickly, um, because he had to walk halfway home, uh, cause his car <laughs> broke down and they cut to the award ceremony part, um, in which they give one student who's done like exemplary work that year, uh, the, the blue ribbon for art. And of course, it goes to Jamie. Now, she was surprised about this. My question was, you literally were, like your art was put on the main display. You were chosen for that. Did you, were, were you that surprised that you also got the main award? Like I thought those right. two would have come hand in hand, honestly. Right. So I don't know. She was very excited. The most exciting part, though, is that her parents show up. They remembered. Yes. And they say, our children come first. 
Um, and then we find out the art teacher wrote her a letter of recommendation and she gets she gets into the George Washington school, but she declines. It doesn't matter to her anymore. It's not all about science magnet, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then we end with a foretelling of her future. Yes. Um, art got better. Grades stayed the same. <laughs> um, dad got a promotion. Mom continued to manage the Quint's career, but they scaled it back, mm-hmm. going well enough with money, on and on and on. And then uh, we get a little bit of another one of Jamie's good old jokes <laughs> where they say, and there was like one more thing, and they uh, cut to the mom. I think she was either behind something that someone else was holding up or like the refrigerator or something and she's got a huge belly again and like it looks like mom's pregnant again and then jamie holds up a piece of art that she was working on that says major luck um so but she says mom is pregnant with seven yes sorry with like septuplets or whatever literally seven and then she's like ah yeah major luck and uh, that's how the movie ends and that's it with another one of her pranks classic jamie <laughs> all right my post movie thoughts I said, actually, I loved it. Another light, fun movie that didn't have much substance, but it was fun to just watch. Um, I loved having Kimberly J. Brown on the screen outside her role in Halloween Town, of course. Um, also, I meant to say this earlier, but some parts of this reminded me of Father of the Bride 2, which was surprisingly one of my favorite movies growing up. Did you ever watch that? I don't think so. So there's this man he's like the baby shower planner or something and he shows up he's like a total doofus so he reminds me of albert but like the mm-hmm. less mean version like a silly version of albert i'm just trying to like run everything but it just gave me those vibes gotcha. um overall i'd give it a bit higher than it's 49 percent on rotten tomatoes but generally that score makes sense to me mm-hmm. um since besides a fun simple movie it didn't have much of a point or a moral um i guess realizing the grades aren't everything could be but i don't think there was too much to it yeah, it seems like they were trying to push a little bit of, like, you don't have to follow your parents' plans and all that stuff. But, like, it wasn't the main thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I said that was cute, I suppose. Uh, it definitely wasn't my favorite, and I don't think I'd watch it again anytime soon. But I did really appreciate, like, the interesting format with the, like, descriptive narrative all the way through. And it was as if she was making a documentary. Um, I was a little confused, like I mentioned this before, about all the fake events that kept happening, that she was, like... I don't know, turning back time and being like, haha, just kidding, just was testing you. Like, very, it was just very different, um, which I appreciated the difference, but it was a little confusing at times. Um, I love a good coming of age story, and I agree this is a coming of age story. You know, the protagonist learns about themselves and they even helped others learn about themselves, like the parents, which was really nice. Um, and I just, I, like you said, I love Kimberly J. Brown, and I really just liked the rest of the cast also. I don't know, I thought it was a cute, cute group. I liked them, they were funny. But yeah, not so bad. Cute movie. Yeah. I enjoyed the movie more than I thought I would. Yeah. It was interesting. It was, I must say, by the time I got to the end of it, I was like, I don't know, I think I was writing maybe my post-movie thoughts or whatever, and I just scrolled back up to, like, look through, and I had, like, forgot that Fiona was even a part of it at some point. It felt like that oh, was yeah. so long ago. Like, it was So just, much happened. Yeah, so much happened, um, which is always interesting for, like, a 90-minute movie, so... That's cool. Literally, this one was 80 minutes. 83 minutes. Yeah. Wild. Um, all right, Danielle, tell us where to find us. You can follow us on Instagram at Disney Plus or Minus, all spelled out. You can follow us on Twitter at Disney Plus or underscore. You can go to anchor.fm slash Disney Plus or Minus to leave us a voice memo. Tell us what you think. Give us some recommendations. And you can always uh, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
Thanks, everybody. See ya. Bye.